Welcome to the Long Delithi Podcast. We are your hosts, Jacob and Thomas from Beacon. We're going to be breaking down our fourth record song by song and going in depth on the recording process and context behind the tracks. In each episode, we'll be highlighting some of our favorite sounds and loops and making them available as a free download on BandLab. BandLab is a digital audio workstation and social platform. You can go ahead, download the app, and head over to our profile to access the official sound pack. Welcome to the Along the Lethe podcast. This is the last episode. Um, it's episode 10 for track 10, Mile a Minute, which features Matthew Deere. It's been really fun going through all these tracks and all these sounds and loops um, over the last 10 episodes. So um, yeah, looking forward to digging into this one as well. Definitely a special track for us. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, well said. One of the techniques that kept popping up in these in writing demos for this record was gating and this is one of the tracks that made it onto the record that really utilized this idea and you hear it in the main sound the main kind of pad sound that's carrying the track in the beginning you have your chord progression you have your pad you have your sound then you want to start adding in more rhythmic elements to the pad itself To do this, we were adding gates to these sounds and then sending another track signal to the gate. So the gate's closed down, signal's hitting it, and it's opening it up, closing it, opening it up, closing it. You know, one thing I found works really well is sending that signal to it. You find a pattern you, you like or you're working with in the track already, duplicate the track, kill its stereo out bus, and then just send that signal to the instrument itself that you're trying to gate. So then you have full control, you're just sending the signal. And with hats, you can then also throw on envelope shapers and start tweaking those and how much release is on them, how tight they are, which in turn affects the gate as well, affects the release of the gate, the attack of the gate, modify the threshold, all these kind of things. Uh, this track definitely utilizes this. It's something we did on this record quite a bit, um, at, least, at least in the demo side, uh, and some tracks made it through. So this song is the first time that we've ever had a guest vocalist on our music. We've been making music for 10 years together. It wasn't a, a, because we were against the idea, it was just because it was like something had to really feel like it needed it. Like it absolutely needed it. And this track found its way to that that place. Like, you know, we talked about this when we did the Tape Op podcast, but can go into a little bit more detail here. The bridge section... I believe had no vocals, actually. For no while, vocals. Yeah, no. yeah, it was just a bridge. And then, you know, it was just like a way to kind of like give the track some air, some room to breathe before getting into this like final crescendo section. And I just remember doing kind of a spoken word part over it. And like it just clicked. It worked so well. But my spoken word, my voice saying these lyrics, what are like really basically reading a poem, did not were not right. They didn't suit what the track was. It was like, it needed to come from a different dimension. It needed to be like somebody descending on the track from a different place. 
And so, you know, we ended up pitching my vocals down and that really clicked to something that worked too. It made it alien and it made it different. Um, which then like all this is the, this is the pathway to us finally saying, okay, there is another vocalist that would actually work incredibly well for what we're starting to get to, like where we're, what we're already achieving with this, you know, my voice spoken, I've never spoken on a track before, spoken, pitched down. And that led us to Matt. so familiar with Matt's music because we were label mates and well we bonded really early on over um slow dance slow dance the whole record yeah. is just incredible and yeah it, felt, it certainly felt like a, a full circle moment you know a decade in and being interested in ghostly largely because of his his music and the and the early goings and he was down you know we sent to him he said this is great <laughs> and then you know similar to Colin it was just like scheduling can this happen um, and when it did, you know, we got the stems and Matt want to emphasize, like Matt did his whole processing suite on it. Um, like all the sort of like reverse subtle. Yeah. We didn't really touch it. We just, yeah, we just dropped in what he gave yeah. us, but that so was, was already great. his, his <laughs> idea. Like, right. you know, he's like, I'm going to give you a few different stems and you can use them however you want. And I think we used them all ex- exactly as he yeah. delivered them because it was just, you know, he knows how to treat his voice. His signature delivery is what we were going for, is what the track needed. It's not what we needed. Like, it's the track needed something from, from afar. It needed something from another place to come in for a moment. And, and Matt just executed that perfectly. I mean, he's gone, you know? And then, and then, then he disappears, and then it's back, it's back to us. But, um, yeah, why don't we jump into some more of the, the, um, the stems and loops that we pulled out of this one. You took this sample we're going to start off with is the uh, atmospheric pad sample. that becomes like kind of these like stabby punctuated synth elements but we're giving it to you here in its original atmospheric long drony form which is how we open the track before the gate hits it now that you have the sound you can also send your own gate to it send your own rhythmic elements to it and see how the sound can work for you in your own production yeah that's great i mean if you have like a hi-hat sample or something you know use this technique we're talking about, send it, and sort of try it out for yourself. So 
So this sample is the percussion loop, which we've already talked about earlier in the episode. This is kind of treated as like a, a sum of the of these percussion parts being summed down to one one channel, and it's it's all being affected as one anyway, as a kind of single sound. It's part envelope shaper, part big crusher, some reverb. Um, not only because of the pattern itself, but also the effects is it's making it feel like it's kind of being stretched and pulled and the sounds are kind of bleeding into one another. It almost feels like it's being swung, I think, because of the way the pattern and the effects are kind of working together. I think it's a good sample you can use in interesting drum, drum patterns. This next sample is the um, atmospheric background vocal. And these are really important to this track. The lead vocal is like a little bit sparse and sort of gliding along the track, but there's a lot of these additive uh, atmospheric vocal BVs that are also just kind of like dancing along with them. And, you know, this is an example of a production technique we use on vocals quite a bit. Um, which in Cubase is called direct offline processing, which is where you take a piece of audio, uh, an audio event, and you apply plugins to it directly. You know, basically you you print the plugins and effects onto a snippet of audio without affecting a whole audio channel. So in this case, we use it as a way to do a reverse vocal build, which is you know pr- a pretty common production element, um, especially in electronic music, but basically you have the vocal and you leave dead space and air before the vocal. And then with something like direct offline processing, you reverse the vocal, you apply a reverb to that reversed vocal, and then you reverse it back. So basically the dead air that was before the vocal phrase has all of the reverb tail on it of the reversed vocal, but now it's being played forward into the vocal phrase right before it hits. You know, it's a really simple technique, but it's super creative. Um, and direct offline processing was added a few versions back, but it's so helpful just to be like, let me pull this audio out and do something to it and then put it back in. This next sample is the piano delay. It's actually the end of the, the end of the song that this just came from this like sort of noodling around on the piano that we really liked and then decided to sort of basically end the record with it. Remember us working on it and being like, this is such a great element. I do, I do also remember feeling like, oh, we should track this. Let's do it on a real piano. Come on, we have a real piano. Let's do it. And I did. It was like very, very, very much last minute. And it just couldn't get it. It just did not feel as as interesting, as sort of controlled and labored over as this one. Um, well, it's all pretty affected too. I mean, it's yeah, it's got a, a chain on it that's really doing a lot of. So I think your the, the looseness of the playing is also being counterbalanced by all this kind of effects and delays and pitch shifting that's happening as well. So it's it feels something that's like you know one of those things where you, it's a one take thing. You're never like yeah, right. captured again. That was a problem, like trying to redo it, re replay something that really was just that's always hard. Plucked from kind of you know improving and noodling around without any idea of, of it ever making on something is just very it's very hard to work backwards like that. Um, it's not impossible, but the piano tech we've talked about it before. It's it's totally a competent piano sound, but it's really also a great sort of 
foundational element to then affect, which is what we did, right? I mean, it has it has the pitch shifter on it, but it also has that delay. Yeah, it's got the multi-tap delay on again, which it's on that delays this thing called chordal drone, which is already doing like a, adding like a another seventh, I believe, in a pitch shift and some saturation, some other delay things happening. I think the take itself is recorded an octave up, and the whole thing is pitched down an octave with the sound shifter. So the whole thing kind of feels like it's like you mean after the delay, right? Right. right. So the whole thing feels like it's um, pitch shifted. If you were to do the same thing played down an octave, it would sound quite a bit different than actually pitch shifting. Right. Down. There's something that happens in that processing, especially with effects on it that are kind of being pulled and, you know, whatever algorithmic thing is happening in the effects is, is doing something to the sound that's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. The pitch shifting algorithms in Sound Shifter, they're very musical when it comes to the transients. And because that Sound Shifter is on the end of the signal chain, you have all this sort of like complex transient information from the delay, which is like already a really sophisticated delay. And then the algorithm is like working really hard to take every pitch-based element there and pull it down an octave. So you just get this like very, yeah, I mean, we just loved this. We were like, fuck, we could probably... We could probably grab this out and build a whole song just around this, which we maybe were about to do. And then we're like, actually, we need to finish this record. Um, the sample that we gave you is used as an additive transitional element in the bridge, but it's from the same track where the MIDI is played at the end of the song. And this is how we end the record. And there's a bit crusher on it as well. And the Brit, the bit crusher is the last sound that you hear on this record as we basically take this sound which we've already done all of this processing to all this like complex algorithmic pitch shifting to and take a bit crusher and slowly just destroy it down to zero yeah down to zero just and then that's it that's the record okay that was episode 10 of the along the lethe podcast it's been such a pleasure to go through these tracks. You know, it's like such an honor to be able to give fans these tools and these sounds to now make more beautiful, creative things with. We're so grateful to you for listening and, you know, supporting the music. And big thanks to BandLab for making this whole thing possible. Um, all the sounds that you've heard that we've gone through over these 10 episodes are available there. Um, so, yeah. And maybe we'll see you for a couple of bonus episodes. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Hello, baby. I love you. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. 
Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.